0: every week it's a goal of mine to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard we hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life like wine life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged welcome to this edition of wine and dime we're so pleased that you've taken the time to join us today this Particular podcast is on setting New Year's resolutions for financial peace. I know it's that time of year, but before we get started, I want to finish up my recommendation that I had started from the last podcast on a beautiful winery that we came across in North Carolina when Brent and I were traveling down to Florida from New York. and Hinn- Hinn- is the pronunciation, I believe, Family Vineyards, located in North Carolina. We were were pleasantly surprised. We anticipated that it would probably be a sweeter wine, but they're in a little town called Pine Level, uh, not far off from 95, if memory serves me correctly. But anyway, we were thrilled that they not just had some sweet wine. Um, uh, it, again, growing in warmer temperatures, you generally don't see the the drier reds, but they did uh, import some of their juices. And I mentioned last time that uh, I really enjoyed their Cab Sauvignon and their Pinot Noir. They also had uh, a Meritage and a Dry Rosé that I very much enjoyed. And so again, you never know what life's going to bring or throw at you or what journey you're going to happen across when, when you're on the road. And that's true with finances as well. And Oh, my husband suggested that I mention one that's called Snowed In, a little bit on the sweeter side, but a nice one for the holidays. And if you're a white like lover, uh, Pinot Gris was real, real crisp and uh, fruit forward wine. You might enjoy that. I'm, I'm all about the journey that we're on in life, either if it's finding that next good wine or finding the financial peace that we all want and reducing our stress in the new year. So thinking about new year's resolutions, this is sort of the final uh, topic that we're going to be covering here in, in this year in 2021. And I really wanted to end with, with financial peace. That's what we want for you And we want you to find the right place that brings you peace. We never want to tell you how to spend your money or what your goals should be or the values that you should be surrounding yourself around with your money. It is possible to find that sweet spot. Of course, it takes some work to get there and it isn't always easy. But from someone who, you know, spent her childhood just learning more about money and um, financially seeing struggles happen... Uh, I grew up feeling a little insecure about money and, um, and now, you know, I'm feeling. Much stronger about it. I've taken the time to really do the work. Obviously, as a financial planner, uh, I have to, to do the work myself as well and to feel a bit more secure. Now, I'm always going to revert back to that sort of, um, scarcity mindset. That's just who I am. But I, I think everybody can come to a certain amount of financial peace if they're willing to put in the work. So in the last session that we talked about, we, we had you look at things that caused you financial stress and critical tasks that needed to be accomplished. Those definitely should be incorporated into the path of towards financial peace. We know you Uh, you can't tackle all of them at once. We understand that. But before you make your commitments, we want to bring two more categories to reflect on goals and priorities. Now, it may be that you already identified some of your priorities and goals just by going through the other two exercises. But until you explore them, you really won't know. So it's time to think about what you want to spend your money on. And that's going to match up to your value. So for the next year or two, where do you want to spend your money? Do you have long-term goals that you want to contribute to such things like retirement, kids' education, paying down debt, a major purchase, a home remodel, all of those things that will take some serious savings. Well, how about short-term, like kids' camps, summer camps, home repairs next year, paying back emergency reserves that got spent? We want you to sit down and think about what goals you have for both short-term and long. Put some dollar amounts to them next. If you don't know what they will cost, like retirement, we don't know what that's going to cost, start by writing out some some specific goals, such as um what would be some good goals that you could target in the in a particular year what was your intention like how many years until the goal or how many years will the goal last financial planning software can calculate retirement goals education etc I mean but it's good to have some idea of what you really enjoy and, and what's most important to you there's some websites out there that you can also look at like mint.com has some goal uh, calculation capacity, but you can look on most of the mutual fund websites like Fidelity or Schwab or TD, and they usually have some sort of planning tools as well. A Vanguard has a great one that's out there also. If you need help, of course, we're here for you and we can help you accomplish that. We will also um, you know, point you in the direction of some of the tools that we have out on our website that might get you thinking or get your, your mind rolling around. If you've listened to this podcast for throughout the year. We've talked about a a fitness uh, playbook and we can certainly um, send that to anybody who's listening and wants access to that information. It's just an Excel spreadsheet, but it might get your mind going in a particular direction. So once you know what your goals are, then you need to prioritize your spending. This is all about prioritizing. So we can have lots of dreams. We can have lots of goals. We can have lots of ideas we just can't have them all right now so prioritizing the spending helps us understand what's most important to you somehow um knowing that you know and how you want to save for that will will put it more realistic to you so some of your decisions in the past might be to buy a house or to buy a car, but now it's you know di- different in spending priorities and that's fine. Uh, we would just say, write down the difference between something that's shorter, like a necessity or something that's gonna be longer term. And then um, I've actually had people put out like slips of paper and then sort of organize them on the table until they get to the point where like, this is where I really feel most compelled to spend my money or need to spend my money. Um, sometimes there's a, uh, if you, if you do that, you can really look and see if something is missing too, but notice there's a place to add some goals within the the particular items that are most important to you when you're doing that. Right. So if you're cutting out those slips, like put those particular items and, and make sure that, um, like I said, you prioritize it once you've prioritized it, then you can look at it and see where your money is needing to go or wanting to go. Um, I think it's, Sometimes we are spending money on things that we think are a priority, but it's actually a matter of um, convenience. And sorting through something like that really helps identify where we're spending our money and where we want to spend our money. It makes it easier not to spend our money if we actually know what we're saving for. If there's a specific purpose that we're saving for, it'll make us hesitate in spending in other ways. So if that's an issue with you, then that would be an item that you could do just to sort of get it, get it in your head of what you want 2022 to look like. And again, really looking at where your money is going. Um, some people sit down with their credit card statements and really dig into that. I know a lot of the credit cards will do an annual report for you, and you can kind of look and see where your money goes. So it, remember, it is your money. There are things that you need, like food, and you know that sort of thing. But are you buying the the type of food that help you achieve your goals? And I'm a big foodie. Like we we eat really healthy. We buy probably you know at the grocery store more expensively than other people but that matches my values to have a healthy life and keep my cost of insurance low so that's just me in particular and you know other people have other goals that's why we say it's it's not our goals that are important it's your goals that are important the ideal next logical step is to figure out how much you need to save to accomplish the goals by the due dates so remember we had you put due dates on some of those things and so how much do you actually need to save? But that can be daunting in many cases and will stop people from starting, which is the most important part. If we calculate everything that you want to do and say you need 80% of your paycheck, well, then that's probably not going to work. But if we were to map out, well, I'm going to do this this year and this this year and this this year, what do I need to save in order to do that? So let's start with the reality, which is to figure out how much you can save and apportion it. To between your goals or your top priority goals. And then, you know, once you achieve one, you can put the money towards the net. You can always adjust where the money goes later by setting up accounts and putting money towards those goals. A lot of people will uh, set up particular savings accounts or other accounts where it'll be like a goal for something and it may be like a vacation fund, but you don't know what the vacation is yet. But that's your fund. And that's that sort of gives you a budget of how much you're going to spend each year. Um, but that's something that a lot of people I know do. Or if there's a particular area that you overspend on when you when you do spend money, um, then they'll use like a particular account for that as well. So let's, let's break down your savings into two major parts. One is for now and one is for the future. And let's break down those two categories into safety and goal. In other words, we have four quadrants that need attention. The good news is that when safety now and in the future are met, you get to redirect all your funds into other stuff. When the first two are met, you get uh, you get to go all in on the fun stuff, right? So that's that can be a motivation to focus on um, category the those top two categories for a couple of years, so that in the future you have those extra categories beyond that. When thinking about safety, you need to get to the point of where your budget can uh, withstand the variable expenses, the non-monthly, like the non-routine bills that count for somewhere between 20 and 40% of our expenses. These include like the car breaking down or needing tires, insurance premiums, licensing tags, spring yard, you know, cleanup and landscaping and plant, birthday celebrations and gift could be Thanksgiving and holiday celebrations or home repairs or back to school costs. One of the best ways to reduce financial stress is to estimate these expenses and then put the money amount in a separate account, which can then be used to pay these expenses. If you can jump start that account with a little extra savings um, the first year so that you go ahead, uh, you get ahead by a couple of months, you'll be on your way to, to not needing uh, credit cards in the future potentially. And after creating that variable expense budget, the next goal that improves family finances is reducing any credit card debt if you do have any. On the future planning side, the first line of defense in financial stress is emergency reserves. We've said this many, many times. I'm sure you've heard it from us. If you don't have anything saved to fall back on those expenses, go on a credit card and the stress and the and facing the crisis doubles because now you've got potentially a medical or job crisis and a financial crisis. On average, a family will have some type of crisis every 10 years. You'll also need to be uh, contributing something um, so that you at least have a minimum lifestyle in retirement. Uh, you can't spend it all now, right? You've got to save some for later for retirement. Splitting your potential savings so that both of these are being contributed to will make both um, your next year and future years much smoother. You also need to save for fun things like life. Gosh, we have to do some stuff like that. Those goals such as vacation or other short-term goals like landscaping, new furniture, whatever it is that brings joy to your life, we need to plan for those. Otherwise, it's just gonna feel like a cog that we're on. If I choose to cut down on my dining out budget so that I can put more towards my safety budget or my vacation budget or whatever it might be, those. That's just something that you have to bring your own awareness to. But the final, the final note on that is that if you can put more in safety, you generally can put more in other goals that you might have. The final quarter is going towards something I, wanna, um, I, wa- I want to, I want, I want in that near term, like a vacation or a living room couch, just something that's not a long term goal. The living now, and then you have the future planning, and then under living now, you have those variable expenses, credit card reduction, and then the goals for fun things to do like vacation and short-term goals. And then under the future planning, you have emergency funds, basic retirement savings, and future wants like a car, education, retirement, and maybe some other kind of goal like a mountain home or a beach home or something like that. One of the things that we suggest people do is for a New Year's resolution, go out to uh, bankrate.com slash calculators slash savings slash saving goals calculator. And that will actually help you determine what it is that you need to set aside to achieve some of those goals that you have. So for a lot of people, the big overall goal is to cut spending so that money can be redirected towards your goal. That is the long term concept or the short term concept in a lot of cases. Again, nobody can tell you, you know, what where you should cut because it's based on your values and it's based on what your goals are. You might be willing to give up the Dunkin' Donuts coffee for a month so that you can save for something that's short term, but you wouldn't be able to, or want to give it up for a whole year. Some people say, yeah, it's just more of a convenience thing. I can actually give it up forever if I know that I can travel more, if I know I can buy a new couch or buy new furniture, or buy new flooring, whatever it might be. Right. So again, we, we are very careful about telling people people where they might want to, um, how they might want to spend their money because it, it needs to match their goals and it needs to match what they, what gives them some pleasure in life. We're not saying go all out. We're just saying cut back. Uh, One, one thing that I want to, um, bring to light around the idea of financial resolutions. It doesn't always have to be about debt or cutting debt or, um, earning more money or, you know, there are other, important financial resolutions that can be made. So one resolution that you know we love to suggest to people is to commit 30 minutes a week to tracking something about their finances. Now, maybe it's their spending, maybe it's their net worth, maybe it's um, uh, looking at their retirement projections, just something of, about spending. Uh, as I mentioned before, Mint.com has a tool out there if you want something free. By using the trends feature, you can actually see where your money's going and predict it to go in the future. So if savings is one of your goals, it's a big tool to help you. But focusing on what you want to spend and what you actually spend will get the brain started reminding you that you have different choices. I think it's also important to talk about the other parts of your financial life, like potentially completing pleading your legal documents or discussing finances between you and somebody else in, in uh, upper or lower generation, um, making sure that you have a good crisis budget and also reevaluating like your personal insurance, your, your homeowners, your autos, your liability, maybe your disability, uh, maybe it could be your uh, long-term care policy. I think the bottom line is really get your financial plan clear so that you know what going into 2022 would, would look like. And then when it gets time to actually creating the resolution or, you know, crafting the resolution, the trick is turning the resolution into more of an action plan. And then of course, tracking. Um, so to get that started, here's some, res- here's some, uh, research around resolutions and some ways to actually make a resolution stick. So goals and resolutions need to be written uh, along with the motivation. So for example, I want to reduce my credit card debt by 25% this year. So, um, so I reduce my required monthly outflow, which it will mean in the future, I can be less stressed and achieve my other goal. I'll do this by cutting my eating out budget by $150 and putting that towards my Uh, Additionally, I'll track my progress every month and look for lower interest rate uh, debt options by January third. People who make explicit resolutions like that are 10 times more likely to attain their goal than people who don't. And as we wrap this up, just a couple more tips create some auto reminders, put it on your calendar, on your fridge, your morning mirror, around your credit cards or your work monitor and maybe even make an appointment reminder that just says to you, you know, this is something that you have to do. Your brain will start believing it and working with you to make it real. And then just make sure you track your progress and brag with your, you know, partner that you're getting closer to achieving your goal and have a plan for what what is going to get in the way of this particular uh, goal that you have or goals that you have. Are there things that could get in the way, could create barriers, uh, and just have a a form for or have a um, plan for that. We hope that you have a wonderful year in 2022. I know the last two years have been a bit stressful in a lot of fronts we hope you've enjoyed these podcasts we're going to be switching it up come 2022 just a little bit you're going to hear a bit more from not just me but from the team at Rooted Planning Group. So we appreciate uh, you listening in and we hope you have a wonderful 2022. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, hop on over to either Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and message us that you are you have a particular question and you'd like us to answer on asking for a friend, which is gonna be coming out in our newsletter. And if you wanna sign up for our newsletter, hop on to uh, Uh, RootedPG.com and sign up for our our newsletter that comes out every Monday with some great tips, some great tools. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or Amy at RootedPG.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news and If you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.